Hello, and welcome back to another debrief episode of Goon Squad Radio. Yeah, we're just going to lay back and talk for a second. Kind of kind of catch up. We've been through a lot the last couple sessions, so let's, let's take a moment to unwind. With me, Mr. Trayvon Starkwind. Jacob Wyckoff, and how's it going, everybody? Mr. Delvilo Soria. Ryan Siller. Just happy to be and here. One, oh, Sorry, I keep. I always cut you off. Yeah, like a well, anyway, you know, sorry, my my bad. And one, <laughs> it canceled. Odor Kobach. Uh, Joseph Smith. Ready yeah. to debrief it all. Look at you, Hops. How dare you <laughs> step I, over? I, you guys pause for too long every time. I like might, I expected, I might like, have done that on purpose. Blah blah blah, and then like right into the bit. It's never right into the bit. It's always yeah. like I, boom enough pause to be like hmm they're done and then you start talking next time yeah, we're, we're not gonna even have a bit afterwards but you're gonna, you're gonna wait <laughs> we're just gonna stand in silence waiting for forever <laughs> that's how i like it all right uh so we just wanted to take some time after our most recent arc has kind of brought us back to where you know we've been full circle um well i guess full the full disc if you want to call it that whatever uh (laughs) shut up and we just wanted to kind of talk and you know like come back to take take a moment to just chat you know we've got some questions from ourselves some questions from audience members that have submitted them so uh let's jump right in so gentlemen uh what has been your favorite joke so far in the full run of Goon Squad Radio? Is it something from like the first half or is it something like post the first debrief to now? Oh, that's easy. Mind is definitely, definitely have to be whenever we're down there with the fire newts. And Trayvorn's like, yeah, I happen to uh, I happen to know someone who's a pretty good shot. No, I think I said that. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Odor yeah. says... <laughs> Who? Who? <laughs> that, oh my god! About that, one. that that really got That's me. Such a good it one. was a good poke because even Wyckoff's uh, been saying like he was so excited to like build this character and he was building. And it's like it's almost impossible to miss with this guy because you know I'm, I'm so buffed up. And then those few sessions, whenever you were really trying to get into it, it was just like miss, miss, miss. Just and I could see you getting miss. so frustrated. It's it's hard when like, you roll so many ones. I think like I remember in one combat, I think I rolled like seven fours. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Played a halfling, honestly. At this rate, yes. (laughs) Should should have just played a halfling. All right, Uh, Wyckoff. What has been your favorite bit or favorite joke so far? Mm. I'd I'd say probably one of my more favorite bits is whenever we got uh, Bobbin on the podcast, and it was just, and it was just like not really even a bit, just the interaction when he met Odor or like Gittlegore and Odor's like interaction for the first time was just so just like. Yeah, man, I got plants. Cool. Yeah, man, I got plants. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like <laughs> one of those just sitting there. And it's just like, I just imagine these two characters just staring at each other. It's like, yeah. Okay, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just like that whole interaction just, just kills me every time. Having Baba Don was a good time. That was a good little, good little arc. Oh, yeah. Um, Smeckle, what was, what was your favorite joke or favorite moment? Favorite joke? Hmm. I think it had to be the uh, first uh, first half when we uh, ran into Jimothy, the librarians. Jimothy and Timothy. Yeah, Jimothy and Timothy. That was uh, I thought that was pretty just funny, <laughs> just going back and forth between Jimothy and Timothy. Are you distracted? Uh, yes. Yeah, Are, Are you distracted? distracted is a great moment. Um, we should definitely put I that think- on a t-shirt. 
<laughs> are you distracted uh my favorite joke so far i think the the yeah i know a guy who's a pretty good shot but who is like my second place one but i think my my like first place favorite joke of the podcast probably has to be when you guys are like walking across the plane and you're messaging back and forth with Solstice Del Vilos <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, by the way, just so you know, the art show is canceled. And then Del Vilos just responds with one word and it's unacceptable. <laughs> I just think <laughs> like, like, that is just a wonderful way to respond to like someone just giving you information that they have no control about. Just like, no. Absolutely. That ain't gonna work. Send it back. All right. Send it back. Take take this letter back. We don't want it. Yeah. Return to supervisor. That was a good one. Okay. Our next question that we all compiled ourselves was: What has been your favorite moment so far? So, like, not necessarily a joke or like a bit, but what's been your favorite like moment that we've recorded? That's a good one. Um, I would say I'll just uh, start off. Uh, the one that I thought was like my favorite moment, I would say is probably like the the combat encounter. Um, just the combat encounters going from like right after Gidogor all the way up until, you know, the Glacier City. Like all of that was just just intensity the whole way. And it's the first time I think I played D&D where I was sitting here and I'm like, oh, wait, I'm running out of spell slots. Oh, wait, I'm running out of, you know, like, you know, just these things. And I'm starting to get low on health. I don't really have much to heal myself with. You know, and it's just you starting to really kind of sweat a little bit because you're like, oh man, I could I could easily die if I'm not careful. Mm. And then Can't also relate. seeing odor. <laughs> well, you got incredibly high AC and balls. also <laughs> you know it's joking. bad news whenever odor is like also about to die. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was, was scary. That was a scary couple episodes. Mm. I don't know. I enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) You sick sick man. Um, I I have to say my favorite part selfishly was whenever I had that moment with Torm and he was telling me about his brother because like this entire time I've been waiting. I was like, I know Hops might throw Torm in here, man. I I might come across him. And whenever we started looking at the sigils and I started piecing everything together and then I was just there talking to him, I was like floored. I was trying not to giggle uh, whenever we were doing (laughs) that scene. That was so much fun. Yeah, that's fine. Very nice. Yeah, that was that was a good one. Uh, Smeckle, what was your favorite moment? Oh, uh, definitely when we came on to the other side and uh, we got picked up by, uh, oh, uh, no, what's his name? Osto. Uh, Osto. <laughs> and just that world building event was, uh, I thought it was pretty crazy. Yeah, that really just blew my mind there. That that mm-hmm. side of the world with like the icebergs and the magic and the, and the cool people and the yeah yeah that was that, that had to be a close second that was like whenever we really turned this thing upside down where you're like we're on the other side and it is just as fucked up as we thought it was gonna be. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> and it was really cool yeah, it, it was it was really it was cool. that moment kind of like you guys have kind of heard like the guy that you were told was bad he's told you like hey no the people who told you i'm bad they're the bad ones like stuff is way more messed up over here than it is over there and then you guys are like, ah, I don't necessarily believe it. You go through all of this stuff and you're like, oh, wait. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, this place kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, this, this is kind of rough. Mm-hmm. This guy doesn't have skin. He doesn't even have a face. <laughs> he doesn't have a face. He doesn't have skin. He's just a skeleton held together by like a little bit of muscle and mostly just nervous system. Like mm-hmm. the stuff you need to perceive things. And the will to live. <laughs> and the will to live. Shout out Osto. Osto. <laughs> He's a real good friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Okay. Who has been your... All right, this is a question Siller brought up. 
Thank you. Who has been your favorite NPC so far? Ooh. I'll say favorite NPC. I'm definitely going to have to say, uh, even though it was like a little bit, you know, little tense, was honestly finally meeting my dad. I was looking forward to that in like so many different ways, shapes, or form, but the interactions itself were just so funny. Uh, of course, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to get real, real with it. But it was just like, it would just be like random moments. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to hit him with a nice little comeback, just a little clap back. It, it was very <laughs> hard for me personally in those moments to just like, to attempt to play like the dude and just to attempt to play the guy who like walked out on his family and just be like, yeah, like, you know, it, I, I think I've justified in my actions because there's no real justification oh, like no, in that. And I was just like, mm, this is a very tricky place to be in. And every time I was like, I have to stay like focused because if I start laughing, then it's all gone. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that's all one point whenever I said something. I just see like the smile on your face. You're like, gotta keep it calm. Gotta keep it calm. Gotta keep it calm. I have to take like a nice deep <laughs> breath before I started back up. Um, okay. Siller, your uh, favorite NPC. Oh, that's easy. That's, uh, was it Zaz? 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 Yes. Because that was like right at the turning point whenever Delvilos' ethics started getting in that gray area. And he's like, what is right? What is wrong? And then he comes across a character like Zaz, who before he would never like want to associate with um, because he's, you know, up to no good. And then he just kind of literally dipped his feet in the water and, you know, started branching into that, you know, that gray area. And I think Zaz was like the catalyst that just kind of showed like, hey, this guy's pretty cool. He's not horrible. And, you know, he's not perfectly good. So literally all you had to do was dip a toe into the water to find out it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, he's starting to explore <laughs> out a little bit, you know. And uh, see, you know, if I just feel like he's having like a, a coming of age, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. You love to see it. You love to see a bad influence turn a good kid <laughs> neutral. He wasn't horrible. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he gave me some sketchy drugs and, and a drink and he was kind of an arrogant leader. But, you know, yeah. I feel like, like, was he an arrogant leader or was he just kind of like. He was like a reluctant thinking leader. Of, I don't know if I'm thinking. I think I'm thinking of the guy that he was trying to talk to. The ones that Zelcor. No, the ones that yeah, Zelcor was like a little arrogant. Oh yeah, Zelcor Zelcor in the forehands. forehands. But like Zaz was just kind of like, this is me and my dudes, and we're just like doing our job to the best of our ability. And as long as no one is impairing their own judgment beyond function, we're fine. (laughs) Like (laughs) that's understandable. Okay, Uh, and Smeckle, your favorite NPC. Oh well, you know I really did enjoy the all the fire newts. They, They they were a hoot. I have to say. Uh, all the newts were a hoot. Yeah, all the newts were a hoot. And uh, from there, I think uh, Osto's up there. And then who is he? Oh, no. No. What's her name? Uh, Betha. Uh, Be- yeah, Betha. You know. Betha is a solid NPC. That one yeah. was interesting. Uh, especially. <laughs> just say if he ever remembers. Uh, what actually happened in, you know, uh, Arizona, where I didn't throw her out of a window. So, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm here for that because it's just going to be like, it's like, I remember what you did to me, Odor. <laughs> I will never forgive you. Um, and who is the, I forget, I'm I'm off of names today. Um, the blue person from the, the county, uh, from uh, oh, some of the tie, 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 yeah. That was an interesting, uh, interesting NPC. We'll see, we'll see if, they, if those ever come oh. back or, or what's going on. Can't wait to see how many people are dead. 
Oh, dude, I got to throw back. Sorry. Also, another favorite joke is whenever uh, Smeckle like subtly threw in the Tie Fighter joke and nobody caught it. Like, or I think this Hops caught it, but me and Silver were just talking. We're like, yeah, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna get him in the fight. Is he a fighter? Yeah, his name is Tie. Yeah, so he's a Tie. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a good one. I fully just did not catch that when it happened. That was great. Um, I don't know. I don't have a favorite NPC. They're all you. They're all, <laughs> because they're all just me. What's your um, favorite to play? My favorite to play? Um, to role play as, yeah. I don't know. I, I have a special place in my heart for Oscar and Demacos just because oh, like, yeah. they're just like, they're the meathead gym bros that I wish I was <laughs> in real life sometimes. <laughs> Like, they're just the dudes who are like, yeah, man, let's go. Let's do it. Like, we're just big and strong and a little dumb. And I'm like, yeah. I think you really, liked, a little dumb. you really liked playing Elise at times. Like, you really got into her. Oh, yeah. I I really like playing. Yeah, like, Elise is super cool. She's the other, she's that, like, cool, calm, and, like, always in control of the situation no matter what happens. Um, Azona Rai is very fun to play just because he is super, like, calculating and in in like the moments with him he's already thought of like like he's planned fully like four days ahead what's gonna happen he knows like everything he's doing like way in advance oh. and so conversations with him you guys are like this this or that and he's just like no like that's not an option because this thing has to happen already like mm. he just has it all planned out he's like a meteorologist mm. yeah you know <laughs> make a make his best guess about what this seven day forecast includes terrorism included yeah, okay. he's, is he a terrorist you know we'll get into the ethics of that a little he's later. a terrorist he's, i was like he's nah. definitely nah. a terrorist you can you can nah. you can be you know, morally quote-unquote right he caused terror yeah i think i don't know you you start getting in a weird territory if you start going that way so terrorist story. <laughs> yeah terrorist anyway does he use the, the source of terror to you know scare the people to promote his message? evacuate a city yes correct um okay the next question uh, was for me from Smeckle, and it just says, if Coatsy and Azona Rai ever meet, how are you going to do that? And well, um, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. going to be fun. Gonna be, uh, that's next... going to be great. I can't watch you. I can't wait to just sit back and watch you argue with yourself. Like, that's going <laughs> to be with myself. That's going to be great. You're just going to be talking. I might, I might just like pre-record it and then just play it for you guys when it comes time to that <laughs> but then as soon as you interject anything into the conversation we have to stop it beautiful uh, <laughs> right off of that an insane thing to try and do there's no way to do it oh no, um, no. you're gonna be like the next question switching sides of your chair like left and then you're gonna go do you like, like left right. and turn to the right side yeah. i'll come in with face paint on yes, like that that recording session, so you guys can keep track of which one i'm supposed Thank to you. be otherwise i won't be uh, we're gonna have to really enunciate like who's like yes thank you uh coatsy (laughs) yes thank you coatsy azona how do you feel about that and how does that make you feel is azona in the room with you right now Uh, (laughs) we'll see if we ever get them seated down in the same room together great uh what got you guys into D D? so i the answer for that one for me is i got into D in high school like right at the end of high school when a friend of mine was like hey we're gonna try and play this game uh and so like during the summer of like our senior year we went over to his house and played like a couple times and then i didn't play it again until college and then i got like more into it in college uh and then i think i kind of like 
dragged you guys kicking and screaming into it a little bit. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, not at all. I've, you, I've you, been excited to play D&D for like a long time. Okay. I think during the yeah. pandemic, like that's whenever we started getting into it, like a lot of people I'm trying, I'm coming to find out, but it was like, you were dropping like small breadcrumbs hops. You're like, yeah, this is really cool. <laughs> and then this, and it was like, just keep a couple of pieces more. And then eventually like our ears peaked and you were like, so how do you want to play? Do you want to do a session? We can do, do it. Right play? You guys want to play? <laughs> I, I can have it ready for this weekend. Go, <laughs> go buy some dice. Don't worry about it. Just buy it. Go, go buy some dice. You're gonna like, love it. It, now here I am like, eight sets of dice later. And I, and I can't stop. I just can't stop. <laughs> it's just so uh, satisfying about having a dice collection. You know, it's like, yeah, I think I have like five. I was going to say, because the very first one we all played together was written as a like 1980s disco cop thriller for that one session, <laughs> oh for the first one shot. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, with like Rick Blackstone, uh, Poe Puritan. <laughs> And then what was Lucan Bear Charger? Lucan Bear, something like that. Bear and Charger. I played yeah. a ranger, and I'm never playing a ranger again. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I think the one thing that sold me definitely on D and D was that session where I just like picked up a table and like chunked it, <laughs> and I was like, oh, so this is literally like anything as long as you know. It makes as long sense. as you can justify yeah, it like I, in the world, you can do it. Yeah, <laughs> he's been and pushing that, the boundaries ever since. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Just a little side. Note. I remember uh, last year we were all kind of doing our own thing. We were like, "All right, let's give the DMing thing a try," and we were all doing like one shots for like the holidays. And then it got up to Smeckle's turn, and Smeckle was just fully like messing with everybody and pushing the boundaries of everybody's like DM ship. And then we all just absolutely just railroaded and went off like the complete just rails of whatever he had planned and it was just absolute insane yeah we we saw where his map was supposed to start and we all turned around 180 <laughs> degrees and went in the other direction in that session it was all improvised from that point on it's all improvised from that point but you did a you did a good job you really did. Uh, yeah. that you one really I mean, and then I, d- I, was, uh, I deserve that, so I mean, I mean that, was pro- that was probably coming. You should do another, and we'll, yeah, we'll treat you yeah, fairly definitely. once in time. Um, <laughs> Think about it. Okay, so well, we kind of had a nice, beautiful segue towards this question uh, for from Siller when you talked about the Ranger. And so the next question I had is, what is your favorite class to play in D&D? Ooh. Oh, that's going to be... Like, whether you've played it and you just want to play it, or, like, if you have played it and loved it and would go back. Like, what is your favorite I, class to play? And if you even have, like, a subclass as well that you want to put in there. Yeah, I would say, like, I just started playing this because Wyckoff is doing his own, um, like, three, like, mini arc um, in person. We're doing, like, a little session, and I am playing a swashbuckler rogue. And, oh, my God, I did not understand how much fun it was going to be just to, like, focus on role-playing because this is the first time where i'm been maxed of course but i didn't max out in like con strength <laughs> decks and like i was a tank and i was hard to hit and i had large hp and i was doing damage like i really like the the rogue right now because it's just a, a good time to you know role play and you know it's kind of fun to be stupid and weak and fail and all that that fun stuff and you still get to do a lot of damage uh, at the same time with your sneak attack so th- that's that's becoming one of my more favorite ones right now is rogue okay i'm sorry real quick uh, can i get a description in the name of that character please oh god yeah so my rogue <laughs> is named potigo miatoya and i'm searching for the man who killed my father and he has four fingers he will prepare to die <laughs> and he's a uh, tabaxi <laughs> I think I've heard yeah that so that's um my, oh god i can't say it Nigo montoya from prince's bride 
That's his character. Yeah. But he's a tabaxi, so it's like Puss in Boots. So I got Puss in Boots walking around <laughs> as like a French Spaniard uh, searching for the man who killed his father. Shrek, it is right? so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Puss in Boots from Shrek. Right. Dope, dope, dope. No, I fucking love that character. Favorite character I've like ever seen someone come up with. Uh, but uh, I was say, but yeah, favorite class. It's actually it really hurts because before we started this campaign, I had two options. I was like going to play a war cleric or a war priest, or I was going to do barbarian. And then they get, they're like, oh, I'm going to play a war priest. I'm like, cool, I'm going to play the barbarian. And this Michael's was like, oh, I'm going to play a barbarian. I'm like, all right, time to look up broken classes and D and D. I didn't want uh, to be I, the war cleric. The war cleric. Oh, that was just like, I kept that like in my mind. I was like, oh, I think this one I want to play, but I wasn't too sure yet. So then whenever like someone, like whenever y'all said yours, that's whenever I was like, oh shit, I got to it too late. But um, I don't regret it at all because honestly, I love Trayborn and I like like playing a warlock and also playing a fighter. Um, but at the moment, it's just, it's weird because it's like, it's later on, he gets a little bit better. Um, and so we're almost there. Maybe a couple more levels, I can finally start doing the more overpowered stuff. But um, overall, it's also just having spell slots is awesome. So, um, but <laughs> overall, definitely either a barbarian or a war priest. But definitely, I think I'm gonna have to lean towards the barbarian because it's just something about just going in there and just be a giant meathead, swing all the time, don't fear death. <laughs> like it's just that's always a lot of fun. So that, that's usually my vote. Nice. And and uh, Smeckle, your your favorite class oh um i would say uh you know any anything that can cat well you know okay hold on <laughs> anything that can cast fireball <laughs> yeah anything that can cast fireball uh, i right now uh like a wild surge uh sorcerer or something right now and, wild magic sorcerer in the, other, yeah, in our, in the mini arc with white coat but anything because the more and more I look at it, like the the spells can just you can do so much shit with them, and <laughs> I feel like if I start learning those and like I could figure out how to even break games even more, or like the worlds <laughs> even more, because there is just some crazy oh, shit you shit. can do with those spells. Yeah, uh, uh, a smuggle so. wizard would be terrifying. <laughs> oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I'd be absolutely terrified. I'm already terrified of what's going to happen in like the mini arc because. Like we found like a homebrew wild surge magic where it's like ten thousand options, and that's just oh lord, that's just insane. <laughs> the, the, the ideas of chaos and everything. Uh, but playing as a barbarian too, I'd say is just you know it, you you just kind of walk up and uh, you know it's either you know peace or you choose violence. <laughs> you know, there's nothing there's nothing fancy about it. You just start swinging, you know. There's yeah. not a lot you can do. Mm. It's just it's just swinging, you know. So you've chosen death. <laughs> oh, that's Very another nice. good one. Mm. Um I think for me, my favorite like rules is written class is like the Sun Soul Monk. The mm. Sun Soul Monk is just a very satisfying way to play. Uh, it's just monk with like a lot of extra flair to it and like radiant energy. So it feels very satisfying to be like, I think it was from when I played in the water deep campaign, I played like a monk that took like a level of cleric. Mm -hmm. And so it was like a light cleric with like a monk flavoring that was all, so it was all just like about radiant energy. And, um, I played that character very fast and loose. I played him like a tank <laughs> and promptly found out uh after about i think i went down nine times in seven <laughs> sessions uh i certainly found out very quickly how fragile monks can be if they can be hit mm -hmm. uh but if I'm, my favorite like non-rules is written class 
was this one that after we finished that campaign, we like continued that story a little bit. And I was like, this character like wouldn't have a reason to leave the city. He has like made a bunch of money. He started his own like, like essentially nonprofit like situation in a church. He, there's no way for him to like v- justify going on to continue adventuring. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to write up this new character. And uh, I found on like one of the many subreddits of D&D, a nomad class uh, that like now there's something similar to it in like the ranger subclasses. I think it's like like Horizon Walker or something like that. Um, but it was like this homebrewed class and I got to play essentially like just a marksman sniper warforged <laughs> who was just a nomad. And I, <laughs> truly, I was so broken as a character because I was like super heavy, but super fast just because of the way I was built. It was wonderful. And I had like a rifle that could shoot like 300 feet without disadvantage. And it was, it was great. Oh my God. But once we got like in close, I was out of luck. Um, but yeah, so I think Sun Soul Monk is my favorite one. Nice. Uh, you guys got any other questions before we go to our audience submitted ones? No, let them, let the gates any, flow. Any like well, actually, roses or thorns real fast? I got one. Uh, what is the most times y'all been down in one of us in like in a session? In one session, well, besides like, uh, the one you just mentioned, where you went down like nine times in seven sessions. Yeah. So the mo- like, the, what's the most you've gone down in like a campaign or in like any session? Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I start off. I just remember uh, starting with Mokbar. Literally the first <laughs> session, getting stuck on a staircase and crit on like I think like seven or eight times. I think I went down like maybe I think like four or five times, and then Baba just kept <laughs> yeah, picking me I, back up. <laughs> Yeah, uh, to elaborate, this is the first session we played of the Baldur's Gate campaign together where uh, char- or Jacob's character, uh, Mokbar Lightbringer, was, oh, you were what, like a, a half-ogre? No, I was or a... You were a giant? Yeah, what is ha- it? What, what? I was a Goliath Paladin. Goliath Paladin. <laughs> and he, like, got himself stuck on a staircase between, like, six brawlers who were trying to make their way up the stairs that all had, like, crossbows uh and then like one person upstairs that was fighting off the rest of the party and so he was just kind of like holding the stairway being pelted by arrows and just kept going <laughs> down over and over and over again it was just uh, it was rough no that was just absolutely brutal but uh yeah so it's like four or five times in the session i don't think siller or smackle that i remember have had any sessions like that where they just like keep getting knocked down over and over again i was about to say i felt i feel i feel pretty proud to say that i, I usually don't go down <laughs> um in the Baldur's gate <laughs> campaign that you're talking about i kind of built a similar broken warforged class that was a tank that was really hard to hit and then everything else <laughs> i've just been too afraid to have a character die so uh, i think yeah, i've always played it smart <laughs> i think i've always played it too safe maybe i just gotta start throwing myself out there but I think uh, uh, definitely the quickest, definitely the one that made me like, <laughs> oh, crap, was whenever we encountered that, um, what was it, that uh, the giant slug looking, the cube, the gelatinous monster. Oh, the cave terror. Right out of the that gate. That homebrewed monster. Right, yeah. out, of right out of the gate. With a 20 AC you. and hot, like full HP, nothing lost. Boom, one shot down. I was like, I am dead. I am, I am going to die. <laughs> this is how it ends. Oh, started thinking of new characters in my head. Yeah. The return of Jebediah to Bugsy. Oh, so. Jebediah. Uh, oh, baby. If, if the Vilos dies, I'm going to bring some, <laughs> bring some flavor in this Jebediah to Bugsy comes in. Um, 
Okay. What what would you say is the most you've ever gone down? Smuckle, I feel like you're in that same boat where like you don't really go down a lot that I remember. Yeah, the like last time it was probably the last couple of sessions, probably the most I've went down consistently. Um I did have a character die. Uh, you oh, know, in, oh my that's god. Right. I'm so I forgot about that. I in, DM'd uh, a, a mini Star Wars campaign. It was like three episodes, <laughs> and I told him I was like, I'm gonna kill you guys. And then when I did it, I was like, oh my god. I killed the same character twice. I killed one <laughs> I killed one yeah, player, and he, I was like, You can bring twice. back your character, it's okay, we don't have to kill him. And then I killed him again. <laughs> oh, oh you hate to see it. Oh. Um but yeah, dev, I mean I haven't anything like probably like the last session, couple sessions in the in the iceberg thing, yeah, was probably the most. <laughs> twenty three, I think. Yeah, yeah. twenty three. Yeah, where you got whomped by a giant bird and then collateral damage <laughs> from our boy Osto. Yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. I was like, yep, yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to figure something out here. So, <laughs> I think when you went to go do your level character, your character level up, you were like, hops, I'm bumping my AC, and I was like, all right, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm bumping my AC up a little bit here. Um, I'm, I'm putting my points in decks. I'm bumping it up. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah, let's head over to our audience submitted questions. Ooh, yes. Uh, so this first one, just because I thought it was funny, we'll include it. Uh, was what was Odor arrested for? <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> the go. The question that everybody wants to know, and only Smekla and I have the answer to. I just wanted to to tease that real fast, and we're gonna breeze right past it. What? You're fucking true. Everyone who's listening, we will get to it in the campaign. It'll it will get there eventually. Like unless unless Odor dies first, there is gonna be a point in the campaign where we discover like what he was arrested for and how he got himself to Solstice. Oh like, it, my god. It's all there, it's all written. Oh beautiful. But we just won't release the files until we get to beautiful. that point. Beautiful, you know? I like it. But you know, as of right now, I just cool. think that he stole my heart. I think he stole the hearts of everybody. Mm. Uh, yeah, if I, ever, if I ever go into death saving roles, be like, Come close, my friend. <laughs> Delilah, I need you to know this is why I was in, in, in chat one dead. And then he's going to die. And then he's going to fail his health. Fail his death saving rules. Oh, man. All right. Uh, these next questions, these next seven are from uh, from my mom. Shout out to Pop's mom. Shout out to my mom. She uh, she's at the end of I think episode fourteen. You can hear her knock on the door and like interrupt. Uh, (laughs) Cameo. It was fourteen. That was funny. Uh, A little cameo. But so the first one is uh, how many of us have actually called our grandmothers and asked them to listen to the show? (laughs) Oh yes. Oh wow. I know for a fact (laughs) I haven't called my grandma. Um, Um. I think I've told both of my grandparents that I have a podcast with my friends and whenever they ask what it's about and I like start talking about that it's Dungeons and Dragons, you can just see like visibly that they're like, I don't like, give a shit anymore. Their eyes glaze over. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. So I don't want to be like, you know, you got to give it a listen. It's about three raunchy boys. 
getting into trouble. We're called Goon Squad Radio. No, I have not told my grandma. It's your Nana's okay. favorite podcast, not mine. All right. It's, yeah, not ours. It's your <laughs> Nana's favorite podcast. Yeah, I, say, I, haven't, uh, yeah I haven't told my grandma. I, I, was gonna say, your grandma uh, I think they, they, they knew about it, call. but it always goes into. Uh, so, when am I going to have grandkids? I'm like, uh. <laughs> it's like you have a grand podcast. What more could you want? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just every time it's like a D&D podcast and they're like ah oh, so I'm not going to get those grandkids okay that answers part two of how many of your grandmothers have actually listened to the show yeah. and the answer being zero, zero. zero. your um, Nana's favorite yeah. podcast yep, your grandma's your Nana's not ours um so the number three i think we kind of touched on already but if anybody has anything else they want to put in like maybe not necessarily like something that happened in the show but what has been your favorite part of the podcast like as a whole uh i think for me my favorite part is personally it just feels very satisfying to have like my friends who listen to the show randomly text me in the middle of the day in all caps and it'll just be like oh my god what is odor doing or something <laughs> like that something along those lines of like how dare you do this to the players or like i think there's even one uh where my friend texted me earlier today because she's finally getting caught up and she said uh this is evil but i'm having too much fun quote brian hops <laughs> 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 Yeah, like it's cool to know that people are like watching and enjoying listening a lot. Like it's very fun for me to play it, but I'm also very happy that people enjoy it. And like my favorite part is that there is an audience that is like taking part in and oh, experiencing sure. it with us. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to build off that. It's just like um, we have one friend of ours, uh, Billy. He, we were just talking to him, catching up. And then he was just like, he's like, yeah, I love it. I listen to it like every week. And we're like, what, really? And he's like, yeah. And it was like, it was right whenever we were caught up with the fire newts. Um, he was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, wow, he actually listens to it. Um, so it's just kind of like cool. Like, you know, yeah, people, you know come about and they enjoy what we do which of course i mean we have a great time doing it we we do it just because like yeah screw it it's just fun to play D D. why not make a podcast out of it and of course to see people be like actually enjoy it that makes it all worth it oh for sure um yeah i mean yeah that, that that's definitely a lot of it i would say um overall i was just uh, i guess just you know we actually did it it was is actually one or we're doing it i guess we haven't finished it but you know <laughs> like uh the fact that we actually got it off the ground and we actually do have people listening to it and everything like that uh makes a world of a difference you know uh we're definitely more people than i <laughs> i would have thought right off the bat mm -hmm. but um yeah i think that's probably about it you know people actually listening to it uh, you know, I got a TikTok made with my voice, which was, <laughs> was a surreal moment. Shout out Lydia. Shout, Shout out to Lydia. his face um, when he saw that. You should have seen it. He was just oh, glowing. That was, was amazing. Great. It was so satisfying to show him. Yeah, that was years to the moon. <laughs> I have to say, uh, um, generally in the game, uh, my favorite time was whenever we actually got into combat, whenever we were going to downtown. Like that's whenever I was like, oh shit, we're playing D&D. &D. But in general, overall, <clears throat> I just like that we have an excuse to get together and play D&D. &D. Um, I really like playing it. Whenever we know we're recording and I'm getting set up and everything, and, you know, there's always, like, that little bit of nerves whenever we start off. But whenever you're actually in it, and, you know, you, you're just worried about there. You know, there's nothing else. You know, your life kind of slips away for a little bit. Every, everything's on pause, and you just get to do cool, crazy shit with your friends, stuff that you can't do in real life. 
And uh, I just always have so much fun recording these, you know, regardless if we're recording or not. I, I just feel like we're having a good time. So I look forward to every recording and just uh, just something to look forward to. Yeah. yeah. Here, here. Here, here. Cheers. I'll drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> so the next question uh, from my mom, I can't really answer this one because I can't give an unbiased opinion about it. Uh, but I'm interested to hear your your reviews is, is Brian a good DM? Oh, no. Yeah. Mm, you know, can we, can we <laughs> gloss over that one? Is that all right? Can we just push for We've it? made no. it this far uh, in the, I think that, uh, you know. <laughs> absolutely. I, I do think that you're an incredible DM and I might be biased too because you've been my only DM <laughs> and then I have all the other three people. But like getting into it, like whenever we first did our one shots, like you do such a good job with like theater of mind. Um, we've never played with a grid with you, but I never feel like we need it. And um, your world building is fucking insane. You still have me grasping for what's going on. So I, I think I think you're a great DM. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I agreed. It's just the fact that like um, I don't know if we, we, don't, we haven't talked about it much yet, but just like kind of where we're at currently. And it's just like at first I was like, OK, we're going to get to the other side. We're going to figure out who the bad guy is. And we're going to finally know where we're going and we just finish it. And it's just like, I don't, I don't know what we're supposed to do right now. I know we're supposed <laughs> to stop the world from blowing up, but is it, you know, going to be with Solstice or is it going to be with the zone of rise at neither? And it's just like, you know, do we become like our own force? And it's just like, yeah, just the amount of world building and just mind fuckery that goes on just blows my mind. So yeah, it's like, whenever I try to do any like one shots, I, you know, I reach out to you almost all the time. I'm like, Hey man, you know, I get some tips and tricks, you know, or like, you know, like hook me up. What, what, what would be good if I do this? Um, and I think whenever I did my first one shot, I asked you about like, you know, oh yeah, this is that. You're like, hey, you should have this person actually betray them in the end. I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> genius. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think like even what, two weeks ago, I was at the gym and you were like, hey, can I bounce some ideas off yes. you? And like, I was just on the elliptical <laughs> and they're like, okay, so we're doing like this thing. And I went, okay, so you want to look into this monster? Go Google this one and oh then Google God. this one. And you were like. Oh, and I was like, there, yeah, there like was... if you want to really mess with them, look at those three things. Oh, yeah. I'm super stoked because uh, uh, I still haven't made a decision on the BBE. Uh, it's between one or two monsters, okay. but either or the ones the monsters, ones you brought okay. up, the look at uh, maybe not monsters, <laughs> maybe deities, maybe, you don't know. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they're absolute, uh, absolutely insane. And I 100% believe I will kill y'all. Nice. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would say uh, first off, was this actually coming from your mom, or did you just kind of? Oh switch? yeah, no, genuinely. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll send you guys a screenshot later. My mom was like, "Is Brian Hops a good DM?" And I was like, "Okay." I'm you still want to review yourself? I see. I see. Self -agreed. I see. Um, no, I think overall you're a pretty good DM. Um, like I said, I think I really do like your world uh, building um, ability. Like, like I said, the other side of the world like that blew my mind like that's just like such a unique uh world that i wouldn't think would exist you know and mm -hmm. i would have came to that uh i would have never thought of anything like that um also your ability to adapt the world like <laughs> to stop making it yes. uh, out of stone so i would stop stone checking everything you know in, in past campaigns <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> i was like my ability to adapt the world what yeah i forgot thorgrim had stone cutting and you'd be like is this is this bridge made out of stone? What can you tell me about the stone in this bridge? I'm like, dude, it's a stone bridge. <laughs> what kind of stone? Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, everything we've been to has been, 
pretty interesting of like what's going on and uh like the whole world and everything just seems to like flow and i can really imagine it like yeah like Siller said you didn't need a grid or anything but like i can like see the world around me and kind of like understand what i'm actually like like seeing or imagining i guess where i'm actually like odor's doing so yeah yeah very easy to really like succumb to the actual surroundings like whenever you're sitting here and we're playing it's like i'm no longer jacob wyckoff i am trayvon starkwood and i am pissed that my dad left Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) who is your first dm and was he a good dm hops my first dm uh i won't say his last name because i won't try and um Dox dox him right now with his address. Uh, (laughs) His name is Will, and Will Will did a very good job. Uh, I didn't really know what to expect going into D anD D, and I actually came in like a session or two late from the first time they had all played together. Uh, And so I came in, and he just helped me build a character that was a dragonborn fighter. And I was like, "Cool, this is like the most basic thing I can be." but I had like insanely good athletics and nothing could stop me. And I was just kind of like <laughs> all the way up. You know? uh, I think the very first thing that had happened like in the campaign or that I played was like, we came across some like high elf uh, like trinket shop owner. And he was being like real rude to my companion. I was like, I want to punch him in the face. He's like, you want to what? I was like, I want, I want to hit him. And so like, it just knocked him out. And then the whole thing escalated from there. But he like, he managed to send us out of the way and like work around everything that I threw at him the first time, but still keep it like <laughs> on the correct direction of it. Uh, and he did a great job. He was the first person that Avery played under as a DM. And then the second one was one of my roommates in college. And he was also very good. My favorite thing he ever did was we played through uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist. And if you've never played it, um, there's a beholder at one point in the story named Xanathar and like beholders spoiler it have the ability to like mess with your dreams and like mess with your perception of reality Mm -hmm. and stuff Uh, and like whatever they dream their minds are so strong and powerful that they can like make things happen in real life and so we were as we were going through like this beholders layer we got like sucked into its dream for a moment or something like that and we're like on a chessboard and so he pulled out a chessboard in front of us and so he was like the first thing that happens is this piece moves here and i'm like okay cool and no one else in our party i think knew how to play chess or knew how to play it well and i was like all right what do you do and i was like well i'm gonna move this piece here and he goes okay and i move this piece there and so he and i just started playing chess casually and then he started doing moves that like were completely illegal in chess and so like he moved a knight like diagonally like a bishop and i went oh and it immediately clicked for me. I was like, this beholder doesn't know how to play chess. <laughs> and so then I just took one of my pieces and knocked over the king. And he went, all right. And you guys snap out of the dream. And I was like, dope. That was sick. That's, that's, that's a cool mechanic. That's, that's and really like, cool. that was a very cool encounter. And I was like, this, this game can be super fun if you like take the time to like set up those mm-hmm. encounters and like traps and things like that. And I think that was one of the things that for me as a DM was a cool moment to be like, this really like doesn't have to just be cut and dry, hack and slash your way through things. This can be whatever you want to figure out how to make it um so i thought that was really cool and really fun and they were both really great dms uh nice nice uh so the next question my mom has is can you explain why there is so much violence in the show (laughs) that's for you (laughs) that's that's a question for you i like to kill shit in D &D. that is my short answer (laughs) that that is that is like the the short and quickest answer is like without getting too psychological about it is 
it is a fantasy realm where you get to do fantasy things that you don't get to do in like real life. Like you don't get to cast spells. Not everyone gets to just walk around with swords all the time. And so like, I, I will say we do get a little extra sometimes. Oh, 100%. Sometimes we go like, we go like a little past where like would be tasteful, but like, <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes you gotta like, Anyway, we won't get into it. My mom and I had that talk off air about a comment she made about a James Bond movie, and we'll move on. Um, but I do like, I will say that sure. I do like the non-lethal stuff in D&D. Like, I've heard a lot of people doing, like, you know, Great yeah. British Breaking, the Great British Baking Show, like, D&D style. Like, anything in court that involves D&D where you're, like, having all these cool mechanics. I actually like those. Um, I appreciate those a lot more than the lethal stuff. The lethal stuff's fun. But uh, at the same, at, at one point, you're just rolling dice and doing math. Uh, I really like whenever D&D mm-hmm. goes a step further and you're doing something other than combat. Yeah. Like, I really do um, live for that non-lethal competitiveness. But I also like Which stabbing Which is great. Because he <laughs> might have some of that plant coming up in the future. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. oh, don't get my hopes um, up. Maybe. I won't get your hopes up too high. Oof. Um, yeah, I think one of my, like, favorite examples of that is I think it's in Trinivale they did that one where they had it, like, they were like on trial for something in Trinivale. Yeah. Nadpod. Mm. And they, that, was, that was a great little arc that Caldwell yeah, did. And that was a great way to use the mechanic. And that was the great, the great um, British breaking show was in Nadpod as well. It was also <laughs> in that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a genius. And we might get sued for some of the stuff that we say, but he's, oh, well, yeah. he's a genius. <sighs> Brian Murphy, you know, as long as I get his autograph somehow, um, <laughs> it's going to be in that, um, that, um, fuck, what is it? The serve. On that, <laughs> like you can yeah, expect to see me in notice. court, Brian Murphy. The cease and desist. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, if we do it, I it's all gonna be in D and D. We're gonna be. I'm gonna be Odo or K-Pock. I'm gonna get thrown out of the courtroom. Like it's, it's, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> if this starts to dive. Let's just try really hard to rip it off. That way we can get that season to You know what I mean? Exactly. As long as I get Brian Murphy. <laughs> right, um, screw it. It's no longer about the people. It's about getting a season to from Nadbot. <laughs> uh, great. Uh, so yeah, this week our characters have all changed. Um, anyway. <laughs> so next question now that we've gone yeah it's just the violence i think comes from a place of like things you don't do in the real world mm-hmm. and um it's just another way to approach it um so question six that my mom put in uh and i think this is uh, targeted a little towards del Vilos, maybe just a hint is a uh, is anyone going to fall in love Oh, well, um, it's going yeah. that route. Yeah, poor Del Vilos. hopeless romantic. <laughs> him and him and his lady, lady. ladies. I don't know. I'm, I'm playing two sides of the field. I got Susan on. Oh, one. right, right, right. You got Susan. I forgot <laughs> Susan and. Uh, oh, you're such a sweetheart. But I think I think day one, as soon as you like pointed out some tall um, female character, and I was like, all right, yeah, Del Vilos is kind of a simp, so. This girl, six five redhead, she just keeps on showing up. So I think Defiles is going to keep shooting his shot until she's dead, he's dead, or she tells him to fuck off. Wait, wait, hold on, what? (laughs) You know, it's it's like it's a dangerous job, and so like eventually, like one of them might get killed in the line of duty Mm -hmm. or whatever. And so like if it doesn't happen before, then well, then there you go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Trayvon and Odor, you guys think you guys have any potential? things happening for you in your love lives um i i i was in love with a nor normal it was a different it was a different love but oh it was God. a platonic <laughs> love you know 
yeah, the memes. I can respect the it. memes about your normal that have been coming off of our Instagram <laughs> are. Oh my god! Oh my oh, god! It's so just good. so sad. It's just, so it was good. just so funny just sitting there. That oh, I'm sorry. Another fucking funny moment was literally whenever it's like, "Can you roll a perception check on the other three? And it's just like, "What's going on?" They're all crying while eating hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Where he was talking about it, and they're all just holding each other like silent tears, trying to eat their lunch. Like this is so sad hearing about this man's narwhal uh, i forgot about that <laughs> I moment i need to go back and like listen to that section of episodes i haven't heard it in so long oh no but i'd say um, if anything maybe maybe betha at best i'd say maybe but even then there's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, not really mm-hmm. anything that points that direction but well, it's like we, we had a slight connection you know shooting arrows together talking and shooting shit yeah um, yeah yeah well, the last yeah i feel like like trayvorn and betha are on the path of like that like, that close platonic love exactly. where like you care about like a sibling mm. you know oh, yeah. like you've been through a lot of it together and so you really like share that bond but not like a romantic mm. connection i think well, you heard it here i got friend zoned by my dm guys I'm oh, gonna go my <laughs> oh my god that, that's all i'm saying is trayvorn has not made a move yet so oh. so until trayvorn makes a move like i don't know yeah. was, anyway the last yeah. time i uh, right. last time i saw her she was underneath smithle <laughs> <laughs> she was underneath odor <laughs> i mean shit i think that oh, okay <laughs> good god all right uh and then the last question from my mom was if you had a magical wand and could change any one thing about the series at all what would it be oh, i could fly <laughs> oh, I, no I would have a, a wand that can turn a flat planet into a round one. Oh, that's <laughs> good. That's good. That's funny. That's very oh, good. Shit. I feel like I wasted it now. Okay, y'all go. Um, I, if I had a magic wand, I would uh, uh be able to give Odor K. Pock artificial abilities, and. Uh, <laughs> And have an Iron Man suit. Can we say that? I feel like that's uh, yeah. I feel like that's not like yeah. really, really a problem to call it, it an Iron Man suit. Everybody knows yeah. where yeah. Iron Man is. It's not like Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is the one that writes that. Cease and I just want to. I just want his signature. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I just want his autograph. Uh, but yeah, I'll definitely uh, you know just really start throwing out that kind of thing for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you talked about that, and then there's there's one episode. I think it's the last debrief where you make a joke. Where you're like, "Yeah, I want I want order to have an AK-47." <laughs> <laughs> I think is what you said. Oh my god! Right. Yeah. I think oh yeah, that, that that would be interesting. That would have uh, changed some things. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think introducing automatic rifles to this show would be a very drastic and dramatic change to well, the balance of that. Well, well, hear me out, though. Hear me out, though. If we got the actual math and schematics and justify nope. it, would you <laughs> absolutely not. But, like, like no. full on actually had the no. schematics and everything rolled no, perfect, like, it. nat 20s on every intel. No, nope. not a chance. Oh, killer. All right, if I had my wand, I would change that ability to where we can somehow <laughs> <laughs> produce automatic rifles. Uh, fair, I was. Fair. I would go back and say, like, if I could, go, I would love a wand that literally just touches people and they instantly become incredibly peaceful and calm. <laughs> so just go up to Coatsy, be like, Bing! and then go up to Zona and be like, Bing! it's like you two. What's going on? Uh, yeah, I think if I had a magical wand and could change any one thing about the series, uh, I think. Oh man, I don't know. I think we would have started in like a different location. Really. You know, 
Like, I liked the Academy, but I think I, I wish going back, we had started like, I should have ramped up a little bit faster and gotten things like spinning a little bit faster. I gotcha. But that's like a hindsight looking back kind of thing. Yeah, it came naturally. Um, it's one of those things like you, you it missed it, it did. but we yeah. didn't, you know, like it's like building something like mm-hmm. you're the only one who knew that that mistake was exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. Was, and like, like listening back, it's fine. Like on the first listen, but I like, I've been going back and like retouching episodes and kind of getting them to polish up to like the standard of the later ones now that I have more like editing experience. And I'm like, hmm, I forgot about that. And like, I'm slightly like tweaking moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you go back and listen now, guess what? It's a little different. Uh, <laughs> he cut all my lines. <laughs> yeah, um, Trayborn doesn't actually come in until episode 17. Oh, so, like, uh, <laughs> and Trayborn makes a roll and he attacks. Wait, what? <laughs> Who is Trayborn? Why is he talking? Oh, it's point. just the DM. I've just been released uh, okay. uh, Gary Belushi. Or, no. Not Gary. Gary Boosie. No, I'm sorry. Steve. No, Steve Bishop. No, ignore that. Sorry. I don't know who I'm trying to reference. Our third season desist. <laughs> yeah, third name drop. Gary Busey. Sorry. Uh, That's what I was thinking. Okay. So our last couple questions come from uh, one of our favorite audience members and homies and TikTokers, uh, Lydia. You, you. And, Ooh, Lydia. And our first question uh <laughs> Is where do you get the names for characters and places? It's a good question. Mm. Yeah, where do you get? The so names I'll let you guys start with like, how did you guys come up with the names for your characters? Um, I oh, do man. the fantasy name generator, and I start sounding yeah. out. I start sounding out the ones that I think like sound pretty good, and then I'll try to roll off of that. Um, I was like stuck between Devilos and Delvilos forever. <laughs> and I knew they were so similar, but I was like, which one? And I eventually pulled my wife. I was like, all right, which one sounds better? Devilos or Delvilos? She's like, Delvilos. And I was like, boom. I think that was like the day of the recording. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I like I, I think that is true. I think I like the day we did our first recording, I was like, yo, dog, you still haven't told me your name, but you told me everything else about your character. And you're like, oh, it's this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> a name? Oh, I don't need a name. <laughs> um i came up with the uh, trevorn um just because i was like oh man it's like usually i do all these like random like really like fantasy sounding things like i just try to like you know just say like oh yeah you put these syllables together it sounds fantasy-esque but i was like you know what let's just keep it simple but i'm not just gonna go with trevor it just didn't seem right so of course i was like well I'll throw a little bit behind the trevorn ah oh, nice and then of course i was like oh well you know what game of thrones you know, the Starks. And I was like, oh, well, you know, let's go Starkwind. You know, it sounds like, nice. you know, a little bit more fantasy-esque, but it's not super, like, you know, out there. It's a good fantasy name. Not to... Thank you. Not to put you on blast, but you just said you like to go with fantasy names. Your first character was named Rick Blackstone. <laughs> yeah. That, it was just Rick. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That was because you based it off the, like a 1980s sitcom. That is fair. Just, like, it was Rick. a 1980s like disco cop yeah, thing. It's like, come so on, you fair. can't. Like, it was like he's like a war-torn veteran. Come on, Rick Blackstone. Yeah, that's true, like a true, stereotypical true, true. That like, was a good one. 80s like action hero name. Hmm. I like yeah. it. Uh, uh where do we come up with Odor Kopak from? Well, uh, first off, I uh, I hate making characters for D anD. d this is this is something that's plagued me since I've started. 
and I think me and uh, Hops went back and forth for a long time. God, we went back and forth so long. Not even like names, like character ideas. There was a good 30 minute discussion where he would start pitching a character and I he was just waiting to see how long I could figure out like what he was ripping it off from. <laughs> and I think the point like that night, because it was it was well into like one in the morning that oh, night yeah. where we were just going back and forth. And he was like, okay, so I want my character. I think I'm going to go with the class of, I think, probably a fighter. Uh, okay, so I want to have like a mustache. And I was like, all right. And he goes, and I think, can I be, can he have like an Italian accent? And um, he has a brother that also has an Italian <laughs> accent. And I was like, what is happening? And you're like, yeah. And can he, can he be a plumber? And I went, no. And I just like, God, I just turned off my phone. I was like, I'm done. This conversation is over. It's me. And I just texted you. I like left the Xbox party and I texted you. I was like, whenever you go with a real idea, shoot me a text. But like right now, this is far too much. Oh my God. Um, Definitely. But yeah, where did Odor Kopak come from? Uh, mostly the Odor came from uh, the fact that I can say it and uh, <laughs> <laughs> remember. And I can remember it. Uh, that's definitely from the fancy generator because, you know, I, I, I just went down until I found something simple. And then, like, Kapok is like a uh, Kapok is like the my gamer tag mixed in there a little bit. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Pac Chivo. So, yeah, Pac. Um, yeah, Pac. <laughs> so, uh, definitely was just out of necessity of uh, knowing that I can say ease it. of access, ease of access <laughs> that I can say it and uh, pronounce it every time. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, that's definitely it. But mostly just from like just going for the fancy name generator and just seeing if I can get the simplest uh, pr- pronunciation of. <laughs> of it and then like a little bit of like my own custom touch on it but yeah definitely um uh, odor k-pop may may not fear death but i fear death because i don't want to make another character (laughs) 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 if you die let's all collectively make a character sheet for him Oh, what, Wait, if well, anything, we'll just, just we'll write your next character. Just, just, just grab any ones you use from a previous one shot that you. His just name will be Eater Kopak. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, the way I came up with the names for like all the locations and NPCs for all of like the NPCs at training was just straight up like I sat there with a name generator and I was like, all right, there's going to be this many squads, there's going to be this many people, and I just like plugged them in and I went and I like plugged in random like just rolling dice for like we have the chart with this many classes on it this person's going to be this race this class and like we'll flush out the rest of those details later but like everybody was assigned something and i kind of tried to like make it quote unquote balanced um so i did like summer camp logistics but for a (laughs) podcast (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then some of the like bigger names and like the bigger characters uh had actual like time and effort put into how their names went like a Azo- or Coatsy's name I think I like I knew what I wanted him to be and I want to like hit like he stands for in the campaign uh and so I like took his name and then I threw it through like the Google Translate like six or seven times through different languages until I like jumped to something that was like this is a foreign language meaning for what this is right now and so nice that that was that's a good way i think to get like interesting sounding names is take like words and just be like 
bam, slap them into a foreign language and then take that and slap it into another one. And then like play a game of like language telephone. <laughs> Please don't take the time to cipher through and try to figure out what he actually said. I, you know, I was just about to sit there. Like, I'm just yeah, like, if, you do, if you do, you'll spoil the game for yourself, but that's fine. Whatever. I can't tell it you. It stands for chaos, life. doesn't it? It does not stand for chaos. Uh, um, it's my father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it stands for father in German. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, and then like the names of like the main regions like Glacetera, Briozinia, and Rodorian are all fully just made up. Lanushin, I think Wyckoff came up with that one, or maybe I did. I forgot who came up with yeah, that I'm one. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Who knows? Uh, yeah, we just kind of like making stuff up yeah, on the spot like, a zona rye um <laughs> that one tell them you tell them the truth <laughs> tell them bless his heart a zona rye came from me sitting there writing a bunch of stuff and being like i need a name for this villain and i looked over at a can of arizona green tea and i went ah, all right why not and i just shuffled the letters around <laughs> oh my god and it wasn't until uh, you told us that like, that i was like oh fuck well, right think- which like I, I think is at least common knowledge now because like Odor has so many times called him Arizona to his face <laughs> or to other people that I'm like, like it, it it's not, maybe they don't know it's because of green tea. And if they do, well, uh-huh, maybe I'll cut this part. <laughs> um, uh, speaking uh, of Arizona tea, uh, if you guys want to sponsor. <laughs> Delicious, sponsor. refreshing, crisp um, Arizona tea, always available at your local so convenience store for 99 cents. The price it's is on the, the can. can. The price is on the can. Uh, okay. Our next question from Lydia is, do you guys ever fight behind the scenes of the, about the story? No. Oh, about the story, no. And I don't think we ever I have. I think we give you a lot of shit. Any... Like, hops, what the fuck are you doing? Like, hops, <laughs> what does this mean? And then you're like, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. And we're like, <laughs> He keeps us it's out like, of the loop just as session. much as everyone else. So, like, we have no idea what we are getting into at all. So, whenever he drops, like, a bomb or a cliffhanger, that's when you're like, oh, you son of a bitch. Like, it gets, yeah, that, that's about it. <laughs> I, I think, like, the most warning they ever get about the story is when I text them, like, and ask them about character details. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, like we knew we were going to see Trayvon's father and find out it was on the other side of the planet. <laughs> and I was just like, hey, bud. Um... I need a couple of things answered. Uh, how long ago did we decide that your dad had left in the game? And you were like, I think we said like eight or nine years. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. And so in my head, I was doing the math. And I was like, all right, so if he left this long ago, it took him this long to build the city. All right. This, and this is about how long. And then exactly. And so I was like, so how old could Trayvon's half brother be? Like in my head, but didn't say it to anybody else. Oh, and just stuff my like God. That. Um, that's, that's beautiful. Or like. Like one of the, I like recently fully finally ironed out details uh, with Smeckle was like, all right, Smeckle. So like, let's talk. This is what I think happened. Why you in prison? You were like, yep, I think we're on the same page about that. And I was like, cool, <laughs> dope. That's why Odor was in jail. Uh-huh. And we like had a good talk about like what actually happened there. Um, but like, we haven't had any fights about the story and about like what's happening mm-hmm. mostly. No, I think most of the tension just comes in the sessions whenever we're going back and forth. But that's about oh, it. Yeah. If there is any. Yeah um how long on average does it take to record and edit an episode Oof. uh recordings usually will last anywhere and then the fourth question that lady gave us kind of goes hand in hand with that one was do you record one episode at a time only or do we just pretend to be all ooh cliffhanger and then record the next one immediately <laughs> sometimes um, sometimes lydia 
And so, sick man. yeah, sick sometimes man right is here. the perfect answer to that is on average to record an episode, we record the episode. And I think usually we only cut like from start to finish. I think we cut like maybe seven minutes of audio on average. And that's mm-hmm. like with a minute and a half of like filler at the top of um like us just syncing up audio and like getting the sillies and the coughs and oh stuff my out God. and sometimes get those all out <laughs> yeah, uh, getting all times. of that out of the beginning and then like we don't leave a whole lot of pauses that aren't like intentional and so most of the time i think yeah like we usually only cut unless like someone's computer shuts <laughs> off and we have to like figure out what we're doing and we just stop we only cut like max seven minutes of audio or if you have a ghost um, in your apartment yeah or ghosts in your apartment (laughs) um so and then the editing process depends on how i'm feeling uh (laughs) usually to record like to do a first pass i think takes me probably like three to four hours maybe um depending on like the length of the episode because it's just going through and like cutting out all of the pops and the silence and things that happen that are like, oh, that's not pleasing to listen to. Like when someone is talking and like bumps their mic stand and you'd hear the reverb echo don't, don't know or who, times where don't know who someone like this. That's a good joke. We'll get it. Oh man. Um, or like people talking while they're rolling dice, stuff like that. Uh, and so like going through and cleaning all of that stuff up usually takes about like three to four hours per an episode, depending on like how focused and in the zone I am. And then uh, the, in the Azona I am, uh, <laughs> thank you for laughing. Bad joke. Uh, the silence is deafening. And then like to add sound to it, usually like, so the first pass is to go through, like cut all the junk out then go back, add sound to it. And that process is anywhere, depending on the episode content. Um, like, are there dramatic scenes? Is it just like one long combat episode where we play like the same looping drum track underneath it? Can take anywhere from like half an hour to another like two hours of mm-hmm. edit time. And then uh, just like the last thing I'll do after that is once I've done that, I'll try to generally uh, sit down at some point before we publish it if I have time to like just sit down like fresh ears, not look at anything as it's happening and just kind of listen to the audio without interacting with it at all and just let it kind of play and listen for any of those like pops, hisses or anything that I need to take out the last time. Uh, and that'll usually be another however long that episode <laughs> is. So nice. all in average, like five to seven hours per an episode. Um, yeah. That's a lot of hours. Is that it? And then when we have guests that adds like an hour and a half on it mm-hmm. to for that like initial like cleaning things up just because it's another layer to keep track of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but moving on to the that's all the technical garbage no one really cares about. <laughs> um, moving on to the do you record one episode at a time or do we pretend to be all ooh, ah, cliffhanger? And that one is when we started, we did like three or four episodes at a time and we would do like marathon recording sessions. Mm-hmm. Um and then we started doing weekly. Uh, and so like we went from having like marathons where we knew what was happening and like we were going to immediately get that answer. And then we went to like they actually had to wait a week. Uh, and now we're down to like every two weeks. But we do like batch records right now. So mm-hmm. we'll do like three, sometimes four, sometimes only two episodes at a time. Um, 
but normally anytime there's like an actual cliffhanger, it's because they know they're not going to find out what the answer is for at least 20 minutes. So (laughs) (laughs) while we have to reset and like go in. Uh, But yeah, do you guys have any thoughts about, do you like the cliffhangers? Do you wish you knew more about what was happening in the story ahead of time? Things like that. I I love the cliffhangers because... Oh, yeah. uh, I think one of the hardest things about re- like getting into the session and all that is like finding where you left off, what's going on, and what are you doing next. But whenever you have a cliffhanger, you are you know you're gonna hit the ground running on that next episode, exactly. And it kind of builds a lot of like uh, excitement for it. Not that I'm always excited to record, but whenever you just had something happen, I'm kind of forgetting. Um, the biggest one for me is whenever we were setting up runes to go up against the what White Fang gang. Yeah, white, yeah, and I were like, all right, all right, I'm ready. I'm really nervous. Let's see if this works. And then Hops is like, and that's where we're getting into our session. I was like, ooh, boy, because that one wasn't done. That was like we had to wait another week or something. Yeah, that one we had a week the, afterwards oh before God. we could play the next session. For the session. entire week, yeah. I was just looking up the rune spell. I was like, I can't wait. I can't do this. And it's like, I can't wait to just roll all those <laughs> dice. It's going to be I got so it nice. Out too. I think I did incredible. I, I was just cutting shit down. That's whenever I was like, eh, maybe Delvios oh, isn't yeah. completely um, lawfully yeah. good. And Wyckoff gives me so much crap. And it's <laughs> rightfully so. He's like, oh, yeah, Delvios, lawfully good character. Terrorist. You know, it's it's crazy <laughs> the parallels between like how easily our lawfully good cleric and his god Torm can be pushed to rage in the right situations. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's almost like somebody wrote it like that. Or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, I have to I have to say um the cliffhangers they might not be cliffhangers like to us because you know you may have to like wait 20 minutes but also the fact that like kind of what Siller was saying like you're in the zone you're going you're in the story and then you hear and that's when we're gonna intercession you're like wait <laughs> wait 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 <laughs> yeah. wait no 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 back it up like no we can't like i want to keep on going you know yeah, oh, you're yeah. like you you're like a runner at the starting block like you've just taken your like kneel to get ready to kick off and you're like wait I, the gun's not going to fire like I don't get to do the thing. <laughs> yeah. Hmm, I love it. Exactly. Uh, there's definitely there's definitely times where yeah, you you are just going into the story and you're like what is going on and then it's like yeah, that's it. And you're like, oh, oh, uh-huh, okay, okay, makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> I, I know at least for right now the most recent cliffhanger we have when we finally make it back to the other side since we haven't been there in like maybe like 10 11 12 episodes and i'm just like oh man we're gonna fuck so much stuff up and you know of course now we gotta wait a little bit before we get to it and i'm like oh i want to be there now mm. yeah that one was a good little like pop back in um so then i guess now while we're talking about getting back over to the other side and cliffhangers uh, what are you guys? What? Uh, let's just get into like the meta gaming of oh, it all shit. and kind of the character discussion, and we'll finish off here. What? What is the plan for Squad G? What is the plan for Del Vilos, mm. Odor, and Trevor? You've got Coatsy Motopel on one hand, you've got Azona Rai on the other, and you've got the potential for them forces to collide and destroy the world. Like how? How does Squad G plan to play this? What what do you feel like you want to let the audience know metagaming outside of character things right now? Mm. Well, uh, I'll start off. Uh, I usually don't have a plan. <laughs> Most of the time, I, I, I don't have a plan. Uh, and that's, that, that's about it. 99% of the time. Usually it's me and uh, so going back shit. and forth. 
<laughs> it's either the world's gonna explode someone's evil someone's good you know i don't know there's a lot a lot of details in there that uh we need to figure out i guess but yeah most of the time it's just yeah i just show up you know i'm just kind of going with it so uh <laughs> i don't know anyone else probably probably has more insight on what's going on most of the time i would say i mean it's i mean it's obvious to say yeah we're trying to figure out who we really need to lo- rely on i guess at this point but also now it's like maybe both of them are bad and now we got to figure out a way to maybe simultaneously take them out um might be maybe the route we have to go or is this just going to be choose the lesser of two evils um which i hope isn't the case hopefully we can eradicate all the evil you know be the big heroes that everybody knows we can be but yeah, uh, there's definitely we got we got to a point where a lot of our actions have more consequences mm-hmm. because what happens if mm-hmm. there's stuff that we don't even know, you know, like if we do one thing or go with one side, weapons if we pick the the wrong thing and it all kind of all crumbles around us. Um, yeah, so like leaving his own awry alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a I'm <laughs> I'm torn. Um, literally, uh, I am at that point where I thought that, you know, we were going to find out who was more evil whenever we met them. And I was like gearing up. I was like, all right, I feel like Coatsy's like the real bad guy. We're going to get to the other side. Everything's going to be peaceful. It's one giant misunderstanding. And then you get there and you're like, God, this place sucks. <laughs> this place really sucks. And, uh, like, I think going from, you know, my perspective, I want to like find like the peaceful ending. And I think that's what Delvilus wants too. like, he wants to like make sure that everyone who's doing anything wrong right now is brought justice, but it looks like everyone is doing something wrong. So in Delvilus's mind, he's like, everyone here sucks. They all need to be like taken care of. Like, I don't think any of these people should be in power. And like, I'm really looking into it because of, um, Wyckoff's deity, Trayvorn's deity, talking a lot about, you know, two forces, you know, colliding. And then, you know, we're also talking to this deity who's also just as powerful. So there is like a third option. You know, part of me is like, is Trayvorn the Messiah? Is he going to come down and bless us <laughs> with this um, oh, no. guardian of the galaxy, you know, <laughs> Finks guy. And I hope that has something to do with it. Cause right now I cannot imagine fighting Coatsy. I cannot imagine taking on his own awry. And I'm oh, so exactly. scared going back to solstice because people are going to be asking questions and it's only a matter of time before we slip or someone wants to brag i feel like i'm gonna want to brag about like what we uh <laughs> what we saw what we accomplished and then we're just gonna get like snatched like hoods over the head like pulled exactly. in we're gonna see that special teams that that all black armor uh, come in and just so I, I just don't know who sucks more all i know is they all suck and i'm looking for a way mm-hmm. to take both of them down but who do you you know whenever you do that coup who are you gonna have um who who's gonna fill that position and i don't think well, we found anyone yet who can fill that That's position. The thing is, I have, I have a couple ideas, at least on that front. Cause yeah, I agree. We got back and now it's like, we can't trust anybody. We went from like, we might've had a little bit of a safe haven. And now there's like, we got to really be careful. A part of me thinks Elise is the person we can go to. She mm-hmm. seems like she's pretty like straightforward, yeah. level headed kind of thing. Might, might be the person we might be able to get to, to maybe kind of help us out. Like maybe she's been researching it herself and she's been looking for like ways to kind of bring it down. And we just happen to be the squad to do it. You know, that's what I'm kind of hoping is the case. But I mean, that'd also be too easy, you know, right in. So obviously it's never going to be that simple. So it's like, I want to believe in that, but I know that's also dangerous. Um, also, I think time might even be it because there was a little bit of a reference to like, oh, most people that are native to this side of the world, you know, have this color tint of, you know, blue. So of course it's like, well, maybe is, you know, just Ty a sleeper agent, you know, is she more, is she like, you know, Azona's like inside man, like, 
you know, just so many different like possibilities of betrayal to where you're just like, now it's like, it's, it's tension in the sense where it's like beforehand, we could be a little easygoing. You know, we're kind of undercover and now we're undercover against our own agency that we were supposed to be undercover for. And mm-hmm. it's just, I don't, I don't know what the right way to go about it is. It's no matter which way we go about it, there's going to be some like fuckery that's going to happen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. That's but what I'm scared say, of. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely, I say definitely getting, probably seeing the speech from uh, Coatsy is probably going to be like step number one, probably trying to like, oh catch back God. up and all that. And uh, definitely probably see some stuff pop off there is my guess, but I say, still yeah, have no idea. A nice Lord gathering right when we come back. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> yeah, very, yeah, what very, could What could go wrong? That's what, how it goes on saying. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Who would possibly devise something like it's that. gonna Someone be evil it's gonna be fucking hilarious <laughs> if this whole thing goes off like peacefully and we're sitting there like spells prep hands on swords and shield and like all right and uh everyone's doing a great job uh great quarterly review everyone gets bonuses good job cleaning up the crime now y'all go enjoy the art show and we're like okay what's gonna happen <laughs> okay what? what what's, what's gonna, gonna happen? happen where's it gonna be at where, where is tense? he where um, is he <laughs> But yeah, I think the thing that is very funny to me and like a small detail that I don't know if we've discussed how it's going to play out yet um, is probably the fact that you guys are talking about like, how do we go back to Solstice and and talk to them and like right to their face and be very calm and casual. And it's like all three of you are wearing at least some facet of Eclipse armor (laughs) and have made no attempt to cover it up. Like, how do you walk back? Because that was something I was like, are they going to take this bait? Like, it's cool armor. It does cool stuff. (laughs) But as soon as they do that, it means, like, there's a whole thing they have to try and spin. Oh, yeah. Because I don't know how you plan on spinning. Yeah. Hey, we definitely don't know about this secret organization that we're wearing the armor of. Easy. Easy. We tell them, and this is something that's going to cover everything. We told them that we were going, like, underground stuff. And we'll say we got there. We got ambushed, we're fighting, and then on our way back, we came across um, these fire newts lugging around all this armor, and we questioned them, and we found everything about the other side, and we know what's going on over there, and we know this and that, and, you know, that's kind of crazy. So, we found this armor, it looks really cool, and we threw it on. Yeah. Word. So, you're going with the the fire newt defense. Yes. It was the damn fire newts, and we're going to get back down there, and they're going to be raided and, like, eradicated. Yeah, they had the armor. You're going to see Gittlegore's wig lying no. in the middle of the field. He was supposed oh. to go on tour. He was the chosen one. Oh, man. Um, um, yeah, so do you guys... That's that's the last thing that like made me kind of chuckle thinking about that. Like, How are we going to go to this ceremony where like Coetzee, hopefully, I assume, knows about Eclipse. Um, maybe some other higher-ups potentially know about them. But, like, how you guys going to just walk in and be like, what up? We're Squad G. We were the newest recruits and the lowest on, like, the tier order. And we're rocking in the baddest armor. Like, what's up? Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like it's a very hard thing to spin. Uh, we, should, we, should, but, um, we should hide it. I, I feel like we got, there's, there's a way we could probably like spray paint it or find some way to like kind of spray spray paint spray paint it even blacker. Well, this has been a good talk. Um, yeah, I think you guys got anything else you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, I here? just want to. <laughs> Obviously, this has been like a nice time to just chit chat. And again, thank you to everyone who's listened to those who submitted questions for yes, us. Yes, 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 yes. Um, we appreciate all of you. You're the bomb. Yeah. 
Um, and I can't, I can't wait to see what we do next. What's gonna happen? What, is, what wacky thing does Hobbs have planned next? <laughs> I can't Brand wait to squad. see. I'm gonna, have, you know what's gonna I'm gonna have a second it's character sheet on hand. These next few sessions. Yeah, yeah. You guys go ahead and get those second <laughs> characters ready. I'm up. not saying you'll need them, but just have them on standby. You know. <laughs> okay. Um, God, well, imagine something going wrong at a large gathering in the middle of the city. Couldn't Anyway. yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Yeah, thank, yeah. All right, thank y'all. Thank y'all and uh, yeah. Have a have a good day. Do something Ow. nice for somebody. Do you guys know that song, um, Fuck the Pain Away by Peaches or whatever the hell? No, I do not know it, that it's, song. Oh, it, yes. Okay, it plays in the, in the episode of Letterkenny when they're at the wedding. <laughs> yes. And it has my favorite chorus for no reason. Because it's like, sucking all my titties like you, you wanted me, calling me all the time. <laughs> and it's just like, it's fuck such a bop for no oh, reason. Fuck the pain away. All right, okay. <clears throat> Go ahead and put your headphones to the mic so we can sync this. I don't know what the hell's going on with my fire. Is that yours? Let's check yeah, it out. Was, it, it, was it the methane off? Was it the was it the was it the You make sure it's not VAP. Yeah, make sure it's not CO two or something like shit. Was it, right, we'll be, I don't it was think your... it is, but yeah, give one sec, just to be okay, safe. Okay, take a second, go do your thing. Go check your stuff. Mm. Incredible. How you doing, bro? I'm doing great. This is the most ridiculous session. I know. I'm glad that this wasn't actually like a recording session. Yeah, you guys got to burn. I think that might have been the neighbor's wall. I think something fell off of it. You got to burn some okay. of the fucking stage, stage yeah, It say, sounded like it yeah. came from a wall behind me. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to alarm you or anything, but whenever I heard that sound, your fan started spinning a little too. No, yeah, that's why I was like, yo, what the fuck? So I was like, yeah. It sounded like something f- that just went up against the wall somewhere on the other side. And it just I'll bring it across to somebody else's you know? apartment. Yeah. Cool. First, uh, uh, first uh, evidence of a haunting. Well, I'm doing squad radio. Don't, don't say that. Don't you heard it here. <laughs> and, oh, dude, I'm not going to sleep. The right first tonight. 48. And they were last seen answering questions <laughs> about the podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, my God, Hops. We have to shout out your mom because she gave us questions. What's her name? All right. And shout out to I Ellen, will- Hops' amazing mother, for supplying these questions and letting them hole up in his room and record with us and edit. She's the bomb, the goat, the best of the best. Thank you, Ellen. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so it's just going to be me shouting out your mom. Uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. Okay, I'm stopping my recording.